0: Good evening and welcome to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. I'm John Townsend, Washington, working on this program very remote. Here are some of the top stories making news across South Sudan. This Thursday, August 11, 2022. The U.N. mission in South Sudan expresses concern over reports of extrajudicial execution in unity state
1: by some soldiers
0: from the South Sudan People's Defense Force.
1: The U.N. mission in South Sudan joins the government in expressing grave concern over reports that four officers from the rebel South Sudan People's Movement or Army have been summarily executed.
0: And two aid workers were killed in eastern Equatoria state By unidentified gunmen.
2: On their way back to the reporters, they
3: fell in ambush, whereby the two workers were killed. We'll have these
0: stories and more coming up on South Sudan in Focus. Authorities in eastern equatorial State say an identified armed man killed two aid workers Tuesday. The two aid workers belong to the Catholic Church's aid agency Caritas Luxembourg. For VOA News, worker Simon Wudu reports from the capital
3: Juba. Eastern Equatorial State Minister for Local Government and Law Enforcement Peter Lokeng says the eight workers were returning to Equator Town from field work when they fell into an ambush and were sought and killed. Lokeng condemned the attack and called it unfortunate. He says a non-gunman killed the eight workers. They were going for their field work. Uh, to- the other side of Lotham Amid, thirteen, And of uh, course, on their way back to uh, Nkotos, The uh, 6 p.m., they fell in ambush, whereby the two workers were killed. Beda Anthony, an elder and acting secretary of the Lango community in Equator County, says the gunmen sought at three vehicles while returning from Lofus village. He urged authorities to track down the
2: killers. I have to call upon the government, you know, to to, to, to take a full, you know, of law. The government should make a situation of what the place actually is actually
4: there, and the presentation we got to and uh, we just call intervention of the government at all levels, from the county, to state, and national level. especially situation is very dire.
3: Anthony says the latest killings highlight the magnitude of insecurity in Equator County, which he calls a humanitarian crisis. He says the situation requires urgent intervention from all levels of government. Cattle raids, revenge attacks, counterattacks and deteriorating relations between government forces and young people continue in the county, according to Anthony. He says over the past month, several families have left Equator County to neighboring villages such as Imatong, Town, and Seretenya along the border with Uganda for safety. Anthony claims at least eight people have been killed in the county this month alone. He also says last month two people were killed along Equator's Retenia Road and in June at least eight people were killed in different parts of the county. Those claims could not be independently verified by VOA. He says the state of insecurity in several villages of Equator County has forced people to leave the area.
5: There is
4: and above all the hunger because there is interruption. People want to participate, but now this is
2: security. Where are those Then somebody comes around and gets you and hits you. So people are in a of
3: fear. Minister Lokeng says he has not heard reports of people leaving villages in Equator County due to insecurity. Loken says the attackers have not been identified, but security agents are investigating the incident.
2: As a government of Isaac says we are not happy, and I have to apologize and recall my people of humanitarian uh, workers that
4: we as a government of Istanbul will work hard in order to find out the perpetrators and brought to They have to be brought in the book.
3: The United Nations Office for the Coordinator of Humanitarian Affairs in South sudan could neither confirm nor deny the killings when contacted by vom insecurity has continued to hinder aid operations across parts of south sudan including eastern equatorial state for years in may last year a female aid worker with the 8 aid was shot while on duty between chickadum and Camp 15 in budi county she later died from her injuries for knows, I'm working Simon Udo in uh, a
0: The United Nations mission in South Sudan has condemned the extrajudicial execution of four men suspected to be rebels of the South Sudan People's Movement led by General Stephen Boy. Linda Tom, the only spokesperson, says the mission expresses grave concern over reports that four officers. From the rebels, South Sudan People's Movement have been executed. For VOA News, Dengai Deng reports from BOR.
6: On Chief and Special Representative of the UN Secretary-General in South Sudan, Nicholas Aesom, condemned the extrajudicial executions of the four men in a statement released yesterday. Anyone who is suspected of a crime must be subject to a proper trial as part of a fair judicial process. Extrajudicial killings must be condemned because there cannot be a basis for restoring law and order, said Aisham. On Mrs. Poppers and Linda Tom expressed a deep concern over reports that four rebels with the South Sudan People's Army were executed. Tom says extrajudicial killings cannot be a basis for restoring law and order in a country.
1: The UN mission in South Sudan joins the government in expressing grave concern over reports that four officers from the rebel South Sudan People's Movement or Army have been summarily executed in Mayom County, Unity State in the north of the country. The executions that took place on 7 August were allegedly in response to the 22 July attack by the SSPM-A on the Mayom County Commissioner.
6: Tom says it is important to build a strong local justice system across South Sudan instead of resorting to illegal summary executions.
1: It is only by strengthening the justice system and ensuring criminal cases are tried in a fair and timely manner that community members benefit from accountability and will have faith in justice.
6: Tom says the U.N. mission acknowledges the statements issued by the South Sudan government condemning the execution and ensuring the public that authorities will investigate the incident and hold the perpetrators responsible.
1: Unmask acknowledges the statements issued by the government condemning the summary executions, including assurances from the information minister, Michael Luth, the defense minister, Ms. Angela Tenney and the SSPDF
6: spokesperson. On Monday, Major Nguyen Gareng Major General Pura Rwop and another unidentified officer were extradited to South Sudan by Sudanese intelligence personnel. As seen in videos circulating on social media, the victims were tied together, blindfolded and shot dead by soldiers in SSPDF uniforms. Another man identified as Brigadier General Gadluak Mijok was reportedly burnt alive inside a gratitude hut in an abandoned village. The videos left many South Sudanese citizens shock. Major General Jal Nger, a member of the Information Committee of the South Sudan People's Movement, told South Sudan in focus Wednesday the SSPM condemned the executions of its soldiers and demanded an immediate investigation into the incident. Gerald Nger said there was no doubt SSPDF soldiers executed the men and that they received the orders from top military commanders in Juba. Nair blames Sudanese authorities in El Fula town of West Kordofan state for capturing the rebel soldiers and turning them over to the unity state authorities. The chief of defense forces vote to hold accountable those involved in the execution. General Santino Dengwal also directed an investigation into the incident to ensure the perpetrators are held accountable. Government spokesperson and information minister Michael McQuay said the country is governed by law and all laws must be respected. He said the perpetrators will be apprehended and brought to justice. Minister of Defense Angelina Teng also condemned the extrajudicial killings. She said neither the Ministry of Defense or the SSPDF ordered the execution. The sspm A was launched last month by former SSPDF General Stephen Boy, who admitted his group attacked Mayom County headquarters and killed the county commissioner and 11 of his bodyguards. General Boy told South Sudan in focus last month the attack was motivated by revenge after a pro-government militia attacked the position in a place called Bong. For VOA News, I am Dengai Ding. In Still in Bor, lawmakers in the jungler state legislative
0: assembly passed a vote of no confidence in the state's minister of finance after accusing him of allegedly misappropriating funds. The lawmakers have asked the state governor to fire the minister. For VOA News, Dengai Deng reports from Bor.
6: Jonglei State Finance Minister Abram Riak UEK appeared before the state parliament yesterday to explain delays in presenting the Jonglei State budget for fiscal year 2022-2023 and payments for civil servant salaries. Grace Mathot, acting chairperson of the state's Information Committee, says 68 of the 74 lawmakers who attended Wednesday's session voted to impeach UEK we summoned him also. We sent the message many times.
5: And lastly he came and he said he was not pre- He he came unprepared. prepared. We gave him chance. To prepare himself and to come with a document. So when he came he he were he were asked people questions. So he failed to answer those questions. He came with report. Uh this report he did not touch it. With credit advice, do you know anything concerning calculation or money? he has to come with a credit evidence with a credit advice he failed to bring it with him and we ask him he's supposed to bring him he, he's supposed to bring the credit advice he said he cannot get it and also there is simple questions he failed to answer any one of those questions questions and we, we found that we cannot trust this kind of minister.
6: Matod says Jonglei State has been operating without a budget because the minister failed to present a budget to the parliament. State lawmaker Gabriel Gadluak, who represents Ayut County, says he voted to impeach Uek because he is incapable of performing his duties. We are working towards the betterment of Yongle State.
7: Uh, I'm from Sowa, and I know I can defend someone from Sowa. But when it comes to the legal issues, when it comes to the benefit of the entire state, I cannot defend someone who is looting the country, who is looting the state, who is even ruining the life of the citizen of Jonglei State.
6: Ellen Eckert, Chair of the Legal Affairs and Anti-Corruption Committee in Jonglei State Parliament says Uek should voluntarily relinquish his position, or Governor Dinecha should immediately relieve him of his duties. The governor in this case has no choice
5: but to accept what the assembly has done. Why? Because
6: we are here as a body we does checks and balancing. The reason for the impeachment of the minister or for the vote of no confidence on the minister is that he diverted chapter one, civil servant salaries, he diverted them for security, for emergencies, for peace missions, and all that. Automatically, is a crime, it is punishable, and that's why the minister is punished today for that crime. RK says the state lawmakers must ensure members of the state executive branch are capable of carrying out their duties. Opposition lawmaker Wang Makur, who voted against the no-confidence measure, says the vote was rushed. He says lawmakers were expected to analyze the minister's statement before voting. Makur says even if the motion was passed by the majority, he believes the decision is not legally binding. The only war that we engage in, since the formation of this parliament, was to remove governor was to emulate uh, members from south because they are few. And what I can say here is there's no assembly functioning in, in, in this house because this it is just assembly that is manipulated by the people who think they are majority. Despite the vote, Minister Avram Riak Uek is still going to his office and continuing with his duties. Uek says he is not ready to comment but will do so sometime in the future. According to the national constitution, the Parliament is obliged to interrogate Minister about their performance and may cast a vote of no confidence against any minister. A majority of MPs must vote for a motion of no confidence for it to be successful. And an individual minister who loses a confidence vote must resign. For VOA News, I am Denguiding guiding in bor
0: You are listening to South Sudan in Focus on The Voice of America. Coming up, according in South Sudan. Press charges on teachers arrested for demanding their salaries. Find out why after the break. South
1: Sudan in Focus is a message on plus one two zero two six three zero eight zero one one tell us what's happening in your area or give us your feedback on the stories you hear on south sudan in focus we look forward to hearing from you on whatsapp that number again plus one two zero two six three zero 8011.
0: You are listening to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. A court in Lake State capital, Rumbek, charged five teachers with public disorder. The teachers were arrested six weeks ago after they demanded for their salaries. The presiding judge at Rumbek Central County Court freed one teacher and released five others on bail. For VOA News, William Sande Mabor reports from Rumbek.
4: Lake State Education Minister Nelson McCoy ordered the arrest of 30 teachers on June 20th after teachers went on strike, demanding they be paid under the current salary structure issued by the National Ministry of General Education. The other teachers were later released, except for the six who were transferred from the Mpanda military barracks to Rumbek Central Prison. After several calls from the civil society activists and teachers family members urging legislative state officials to free the teachers or charge them with an offense. Authorities arranged the teachers in court yesterday. Public prosecutor Michael Weder told the court that the teachers were charged under Section 48, 80, and 86 of South Sudan's Penal Court Act 2008, which criminalizes public disorder. Rumbek Central County Court presiding judge Michael Lakel released the other five teachers on bail and ordered them to appear in court on August 17th. Defense lawyer David Kaman praised the decision to release the teachers on bail. Now I'm happy for the decision of the judge because some of them they were detained for almost two months uh, without justice. Now we have come back to the system and we will follow the court proceedings. Uh, one of the teachers has been released without charges. It is obvious that these teachers were arrested without charges. Kaman says the teachers committed no offense against the Education Ministry or Criminal acts by asking their full salary. There's no case against them. What I know so far, this case has been politicized. It's full of politics. These teachers are not a criminal. They are not rebel. Daniel Latkon, coordinator of the National NGO Community Empowerment for Progress Organization in Lake State, says the charges labeled against the teachers based on the penal court are contrary to what the teachers have
3: done. If we look into the case, uh, these charges—they they don't even have evidence. Uh, because if you look at, uh, you know, section forty-six and section uh, eighty and eighty-six, that were, you know, uh, that, that were charged, uh, they, they, they are not there.
4: Lad assured the teachers that civil society organisations will continue to stand firm behind them. Lad says he looks forward to seeing justice prevail for the teachers.
3: We are happy that uh, we have a depend lawyer that. Is offering pro bono services, uh, of which, if this case is delayed, I uh, will also seek the other legal advices uh, from the depend lawyer on how do we deal with, with this case because Rumbek uh, is not South Sudan and it's not the end of everything. You know, we can seek legal advice and we see uh, how can we go about it so that teachers get their right. The
4: teachers are expected to return to court on August 17th. For VOA News, I am William Sande Mabur reporting in Rumberg Lake State.
0: The number of people displaced by the record-breaking drought in Somalia has topped one million, with the United Nations warning of widespread farming if emergency needs are not soon met.
7: Dyson reports from Magdishu. The United Nations Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs, OCHA, said Wednesday that Somalia's worst drought in more than 40 years has displaced a million Somalis. As the drought situation continues to worsen, UN officials said during the month of July another 83,000 were forced to flee their homes because of the drought with the worst displacement coming. In the Bay, Benadir, and Gado regions, a UN deputy emergency coordinator for the UN Food and Agriculture Organization told VOA on phone Wednesday that the people are migrating in search of food and other assistance. He said. The FAO is trying to help. So, our ability
2: as a humanitarian community to be able to reach the affected people in their communities and provide the services that they need, so that they remain in their place of origin, tied to their livelihood, and don't feel pushed to migrate to the urban area in hope of receiving assistance. Unfortunately, in previous droughts, what we've seen is that a lot of the mortality that have been reported where people. People that unfortunately died on their way to urban areas in search of assistance.
7: FAO Somalia says it needs $130 million fully funded. It is farming prevention plan designed to help about a million people in rural areas. Mohamed Daisane, VON News, Mogadishu, Somalia. <laughs> counting is going on in Kenya
0: following Tuesday's presidential and parliamentary elections. Four candidates are vying for the presidency. Among them, Raila Odinga and Deputy President William Ruto. VOA's Vincent Makori is in the Kenyan capital, Nairobi, covering the vote counting. He spoke to Nabil Biagio about what will happen after the vote counts.
2: As we speak now, the very latest from the Uh, Independent and uh, Boundaries Commission is that everybody be patient, wait just a little longer. Uh, They are Uh, putting everything together, they are authenticating all the documents that have been sent by returning officers, but also the returning officers are coming back to Nairobi to present the physical forms uh, that were filled at the polling stations all over the country. And once they have all the returning officers back, they look at all those documents and compare with the ones that were electronically submitted. They will collate the figures, and then, at some point they 'll make an announcement as to who has won and who has lost, but they said, remember they have up to seven days to do that, but they are ready and willing and determined to do it within the uh, shortest time possible
3: while the tallying and the tabulation tabulating the the vote is going on, have there been any reports or statements from election officials or observers about uh, the election and the current process? Yes, the observers have been uh, issuing statements,
2: uh, giving their uh, preliminary statements uh, on what they observed. Generally, they're saying there were a few issues in isolated places, including delays uh, to deliver ballot boxes. Uh, there were issues with uh, late opening of polling stations. That was pointed out by uh, former president of Tanzania, Jakaki Kweta, who is the, uh, the head of the East Africa Community Observer Mission. There was, of course, a failure in some places of the electronic uh, um, biometric machines called the Kims. But then overall, they say the process was conducted fine. They are satisfied with the general conduct of the election, with the way the Electoral Commission uh, organized uh, the, uh, the election process. And, of course, they had a few words of things they think the Electoral Commission could improve, especially uh, in the, for the next election, which is always typical. That's how observer missions always uh, uh, kind of present their case.
3: And when we spoke yesterday, uh, you emphasized that this is a very tight uh, race between Deputy President uh, William Ruto and uh, former Prime Minister Ray Odinga. Is that still how things look on the second day? Of tallying and tabulating the results?
2: Yes, as we speak right now, Raila Odinga is at at 49.50%, Ruto is 49.10%. That means that Raila has like 6.4 million votes uh, uh, with hundreds, uh, more more than at least um, 60,000 more. And uh, 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 let's say, uh, I think Ruto has like 6.424 votes. So, which gives you an idea, they are really neck to neck at the moment, they're just divided by uh, some tens of thousands of votes, which means none of them has gone uh, beyond the threshold of 50%, at least to to give uh, the other person such a a wide wide, uh, distance that would uh, make people speculate that uh, any of them is winning. So at the moment, it's pretty much too close to call. And uh, people are just waiting to see if anything will, will change in a more significant way in the next hours or perhaps by tomorrow morning.
0: That's Vincent McCorry, the managing editor of VOA's Africa 54 television program, speaking from Nairobi with my colleague Nabil Biajo this past hour.
5: This is a message in the public interest from VOA Africa.
3: The World Health Organization and U.S. Centers for Disease Control say
0: coughing and sneezing can spread COVID-19. Physical distancing, staying at least one meter away from people outside your family, can protect everyone. For more information, check with reliable sources such as the WHO and Africa CDC. And remember to listen to VOA, for the latest on COVID-19.
5: That was a message in the public interest from VOA Africa.
0: That's all we prepared for you today. We now leave you with Luanga Muzika and the song Meskin. We have been listening to Luanga Muzika and the song Anna Meskin. I'm your host, John Tanza in Washington. Thanks for taking time to be with us this evening. Remember to join us tomorrow for another edition of South Sudan in Focus from the Voice of America.
8: Google.